Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause upon Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. We are in 1 John chapter 3. We've talked about being children of God. Mm-hmm. I'd like to take that to the next level. All right, the next level of children of God. That does sound exciting. I think so. So we're going to leveling up, <laughs> leveling up, leveling up. <laughs> That's right. what Tech Talk is about: leveling up, leveling up. All yeah, right, you, you want to uh, read it? I do. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version today, First John chapter three and verse number one. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, just as he is pure. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness, And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother, And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers righteous. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. 
we had talked about this being a sermon anchored in the Gospel of John. We, yesterday, with the children of God, were able to recognize a tie back to John chapter 1 and John chapter 3. I guess I just want to give this advice as we mm-hmm. study this, as you keep going through this each day this week, and as we read, you know, maybe before reading First John chapter 3 again, uh, it, it would be helpful to read John 8 and John 15. I think those two chapters are some significant chapters that 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 John, in writing this sermon, expects his audience to already have in their minds. Absolutely. And these things are not written in a vacuum. He's he's writing believing we've heard the story of the gospel that he recorded, believing that we have that in our mind. And that's going to talk to us as we go through John 8 and John 15. We're going to hear about abiding in him. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear about the love that we should have. Mm-hmm. We're going to be hearing about the Holy Spirit. We're going to be hearing about uh, the devil the as devil. a father and a murderer and a liar yeah. and all of that kind of stuff that's already um, front-loaded mm-hmm. as we come into this chapter. That's going to help us deal with some of the sticky things as we go through. Uh, and then the second thing that I just want to say as we go through is catch this. Back in the previous chapter, in chapter 2, verse 26, I'm back in First John now, oh, okay. in First John chapter 2, verse 26, I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. Mm-hmm. And then here in chapter 3 and verse 7, little children, let no one deceive you. Yeah. Okay, we we learned in chapter two that John is writing to people that he believes have some maturity, have a connection, they have a knowledge, they've had some victories, but what's the problem? We're targets. We're targets, and there are people who are trying to deceive us, namely because they're minions of the devil, and the devil is a deceiver. Mm -hmm. So all of that together kind of sets the stage for what it is that we as children of God need to know, especially as we're reading in this chapter as a whole. You know, even as you say that, I'm, I'm reflecting upon, okay, so how, how do I know who the deceivers are? Mm. And I, I think you got uh, two pictures of that here in First John. One is the deceptions themselves, because he's clarifying, he's saying, look, if they're doing righteousness, pay attention to their behaviors. Yeah. But then also that character or that spirit underneath it, maybe the word I'm wanting more is attitude. But what are they saying about the brethren? Yeah. Do they love the brethren? Do they love the brethren? Right. Right? Or or are they uh, of this attitude of, well, forget the brethren. It's about me. It's about me. It's about me. Follow me. Yeah. They either get it and they're with me. You know, you get on the bus. Or you run over. Or you run over by the bus. Yeah, and and that's not the attitude of a true teacher of God. No, that's a false teacher who says things like that. Yeah, and 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 that's borne out right here because look at the attitude and relationships with the brethren. Yeah, I bring that up today. Uh, I think that tomorrow I want to dig into the 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 issue about seeing the fruit and the righteousness versus the sin because that that can get really confusing in this passage. But today I want to lay a bit of a groundwork for that. So tomorrow I do want to deal with this this discussion of wait a minute is John saying that a, a real disciple never sins because that that's some folks reading this that's what they take from it yeah but i think today i'd like to lay a little groundwork because he said and we got this yesterday we are children of god Mm -hmm. and then he takes it to the next level and i'm not sure that ever in reading this before i i saw exactly what john is doing here but as we've been studying reading every day prepping for these conversations writing some devotions I picked up on this. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. That's what we are. The reason, and he talks about the world not knowing us then right. in verse 2 Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we shall be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. And it hit me. 
that's leveling up on being a child of God. We we have this common phrase, like father, like son. Mm-hmm. You know, we we tell fathers and mothers, we tell parents, your kids are watching you. They're watching you. They will mimic you. They will imitate you. So so let them see good, powerful, positive spirituality and 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 following the Lord Jesus Christ because they're going to be much more likely to follow that if they see you doing sure, that than sure. if they don't. Like father, like son. Mm-hmm. John is making the point. We're God's children. This is what we are. This is what we became. And here's what the goal of being God's child is becoming like God. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's great virtue in that because we're in understanding that because when we get later in the chapter, then there will be a contrast with who are the children of the devil. devil. Yeah. Right. And be- like father, like son there. That's exactly right. That's so. So this issue now I recognize, I recognize the most natural thing when we're reading through verse three is that it, when it says, when he appears, we go back to chapter two and verse 20. Um, let's see here. I want to make sure I'm looking at the right place. Yeah, verse 28. And now little children abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink back from him in shame at his coming. Mm-hmm. Um, that coming there is the parousia word that is almost all but just a technical term to refer to Jesus' return. Mm-hmm. And so in that verse, the appearing is the appearing of Jesus. So it's very natural for us to get to this verse just a couple verses later. When he appears, believe that's talking about Jesus. But again, even if that is talking about Jesus, though grammatically the nearest antecedent is God, even if it is talking about Jesus, well, who is Jesus? He's Jesus God. is God. <laughs> He's the Word. He's he, God. He, I and, learned that from the Gospel of John. <laughs> that's exactly right. In fact, in John chapter 14, what is it that John told his apostles? He said, look, if you had known me, you would know the Father. Yeah. Those who have seen me have seen, seen the, the Father. Father. That's right. Do you not know that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Oh, you just said it. You just said, I am. I There it is. <laughs> that was there all is. over the Gospel of John. <laughs> that is. And so, however, I, I don't think that's the ego in me right there, unfortunately. But uh, I am in the Father, the Father is in me, and the 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 issue being that um, he, he is God. And so even if even if there's a little play on words between Father and Son here, the point is we are children of God, and here's the goal. The goal for everything we're ever going to be taught truly by God and by God's people is going to be about making us more and more and more like God. Yeah. So instead of waiting for the second coming— Yeah. To become children of God, mm-hmm. he says, "Your children right now. Your children now." And th- there's there's a sense in which I guess some final glorification. We'll see what that looks like or yeah. what that means. But he's my father today. Yeah, I'm becoming like him today. And and here here's the thing. And this is what's going to set the stage for us tomorrow as we talk about the difference in the practicing sin and the practicing righteousness. Is any teaching that makes us look less like God? Guess what kind of teaching that is. Mm-hmm. That's false teaching. That's that deception. That's error. That's deception. That's lie. Any kind of teaching that allows us, that just that just permits us to look like less than God, uh, that's going to be false teaching. That's going to be error. Don't be deceived like that. Because, look, we don't know exactly what we're going to be like when, mm-hmm. when he is revealed, when he appears. But what we do know is we're going to be like God. That's what this is all about. It's about getting us to be like God. There's a beautiful word in verse 3, maybe also a challenging concept. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, the New King James says, just as he is pure. pure. Yeah. Purity. You know, with without the uh, the the admixture of worldliness, to have a pure heart, which is a singly focused heart. Right? Yes, 
to be cleansed as well, but to be uh, without blemish, without spot, without taint from the world. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's it's so beautiful, but it wow, it's so difficult. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, here's here's the thing, and here's where I want us to really take comfort. Here's where I take comfort, and here's where I take joy in what's coming out of this first paragraph. Here, when John wants to talk about the goal, when John wants to give us something to look forward to, it's not about where we'll be. Mm-hmm. It's about who we'll be. Mm. It's it's not hey. In the end, you get to go be in a mansion someplace where it's really great and you have all kinds of fun. He said, in the end, this is it. You get to be like God. I don't I don't think he's saying we're going to be divine. Right. But we're, we're going to get to be like God. I, I do recall, you know, the very first temptation was, hey, if you eat this fruit, you'll get to be like God. I think we have hmm. kind of an underlying desire to be more like God. And people stamp it down. Or they try to pursue it by their own wisdom. Here's here we actually get it. If you want to be like God, hang on to God's teaching. Listen mm-hmm. to Jesus. Grab hold of His coattails and follow Him, because that's the goal. That Jesus came in to get sin out of here. Jesus came in to take that away. He did. Jesus came in to make us more like God. If we hang on to Him, that's where we're going to end up. And we're, we're we're going to get to have that. I get to be the kind of person who is like. God. I love this. I, I got to hear this. Dallas Willard made a comment where he said, you know, part of the mistake of the American church is that we spend so much time trying to get people into heaven. What we need to be focusing on is getting heaven into people. Mm. And, uh, okay, yeah, you know, maybe there's some nuance that doesn't work, but I, I he's making a play on words, and, his, and, and I think this is really at the heart. We're becoming like God. Now, yes, yeah. when we are like God, we get to be with God in heaven, in the kingdom of heaven, and whatever that's going to look like then. It hasn't fully been revealed to us. That's what sure. John says. Yeah. But but listen, when we're there, this is what's amazing about it. We get to be like him. Mm. Man, uh, that's powerful to me. Yeah, we want that, and, and we get that in God. Thank you so much for joining us for Text Talk today. Let us know what you're learning as a child of God. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Have a great day. Evan, would you lead us in prayer? Lord God, make us like you. We worship you, and we know we become what we worship. We look to you, and we know that we become what we behold. And so, Lord, we will set you always before us, and because you are at our right hand, we will not be shaken. And for that reason, our heart is glad, our whole being rejoices, and even our flesh dwells secure. Lord God, we love you. Make us like you. Through your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.